Good evening. Welcome to Channel 17's Town Meeting Day coverage. Tonight we have the Winooski School Budget Presentation. With me I have Sean McNannan, McCannon, uh, who is Superintendent of the Winooski School District, and Mike DeCaro, who is School Board President. Gentlemen, what can you tell us about the uh, school budget this year? Well, uh, at the outset we really wanted to highlight some of the outstanding pro programming that's going on in the school district. and. Uh, specifically this year we've made tremendous uh, strides in our middle school and working in, within a, a learning model which is called expeditionary learning and so we have our middle school students working in teams working on relevant projects uh, expressing their learning in a variety of ways and uh, this is the second year that we've been doing that and we're just seeing the levels of engagement in our students is just going up dramatically Another area uh, that we're really excited about is our partnerships with uh, local businesses and organizations like uh, Waterworks and the Vermont Folklife Center and PCC, uh, Misery Loves Company um, uh, in, in the city of Winooski and it gives our students an opportunity um, uh, to get out into businesses and organizations and learn about uh, um, what it looks like to do work in their, uh, in their places of, of business and uh, build their skills so that they're career ready in the future. Fantastic. I just wanted to mention, you can call in any time with questions, 862-3966. That number should also be on the bottom of your screen, 862-3966. Well, do you have a, a presentation to talk about uh, what, the, what the budget's going to be like this year? Yes, um, after um, Sean and the administrative team and the, and the uh, staff go through what they need based on all the uh, opportunities that they, they have going on, they present to the, to the board the needs for the year. Uh, a couple of things stood out um, kind of dramatically this year. One is um, the need for a, another ELL teacher um, in the, it was in the elementary school. Uh, we had a, a staffing ratio of one to 50 in, in that area. So uh, needless to say, one to 50 with, it can't be all that um, effective, if you will, at, that, at those kinds of staffing rates. So the need for another ELL teacher. Um, and then uh, a communications and uh, development uh, director in the school. Um, we have some work we're gonna be doing with our uh, capital project that we have, uh, we're in the midst of presenting. So this um, particular position will help us um, do um, some fundraising and communications work. So in total, um, what we have is uh, about 98% of this um, particular budget is, is salaries and benefits. Um, our benefits from year to year have gone up nearly 12%, 11.8%, just the benefit piece of it. Um, and salaries, we're still in the midst of negotiation, but we, we plan on about a $1.15 million investment in both salaries uh, and benefits, which ends up being about 98% of the total. So as we, um, as we look through that, um, the, the um, tax, uh, the, the expense uh, change is just under 7% which uh, from looking at over the past uh, five or six years is right around where we have been. Um, and over the past, uh, this is about 10 years now, average change uh, about four and a half percent increase in spending. So um, 
the tax rate change we're looking at here is about nine and a half percent increase, uh, but that's very um, differentiated in uh, in town with uh, income sensitivity from the way the state funding is done. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, if it, based on household incomes, household incomes are under uh, ninety nine thousand level. Mm -hmm. uh, it's based purely on income, and that'll be about a 2.3% increase. And just for a reference point for anybody that, uh, and we have a lot more information, we'll have it on a website. Uh, but for anybody <clears throat> underneath the 99,000 household income, right, right at the 90,000, that's about a $100 increase in taxes for the year um, for that piece. Um, the other end, on the other end, uh, from an income sensitivity standpoint, is over 147.5 ends up putting you into, based on purely um, uh, property value, and at that point, um, somebody I think what was what did we figure was standard about $250,000 house mm -hmm. is kind of the point that we used. That'd be about uh, $350 increase. So, for if your year. household income is over 147,500 then it's based on property value. And the average house in Winooski is a, a assessed value, right. not the market value. The assessed value is about $250,000. So the increase is about $350. Right. For those that don't meet the income sensitivity under the 99,000, right. um, then you're looking at the 2.3. And, and in between those two is a mixture of the two, depending on, on where you are. And it's graduated in the middle between income and property value. And this will be on the Winooski School District website at some point, so right. mm -hmm. voters will have a chance to, to see what it is they, they're asked, being asked to approve before they go to right. the polls on election, on town meeting day. Yeah, and on uh, February 11th from 1130 uh, a.m. until 1 o'clock, um, there'll be a budget presentation at the Senior Center, and then on February 20th, a community breakfast down at the O'Brien uh, community center where the budget will be presented and that starts at 6 p.m. Great. That's the city and the school doing the budget presentation so definitely ask folks to come out and join us. All right. And the annual okay. meeting which is always the the, the night before uh, town meeting day on Monday night at the Performing Arts Center uh, starting at 6 o'clock with the city budget presentation and then at 7.30 the school budget presentation on Monday uh, March 4th. Terrific. Um, Mike, you mentioned uh, a communications and development director. So what, what is that? In the nonprofit world, a development director would be somebody who's in charge of fundraising. Is, how, is that what this kind of position is? That is definitely a portion of it. Do you want to take on the, the thought? No. Yeah, I think the uh, um, we have been looking for in the past few years uh, a communications position so that we could really shout to the local community but also regionally and statewide all the amazing things that are happening in the Winooski School District. And um, during that time, uh, we also have begun to embark on a capital project. And so uh, the board uh, and the administration decided that this position would be really beneficial and have a great return in many ways. So not just in communicating the, the great learning that's happening across the district, but now we would really be dedicating this position in the first couple of years primarily to the development side of the role so that they could go out um, uh, locally, statewide, and nationally to try and um, uh, raise monies to offset the, uh, the cost of the capital uh, bond to the, uh, to the taxpayers of Winooski. 
Do you want to talk about what that what that bond issue is going to be for? Or? That's still we're still in the middle of developing that piece. We haven't we didn't come prepared to, to talk right. too deeply about that. But one of the the pieces that we've been uh, showing the community so far is just the the infrastructure uh, in the school itself. Um, we've been wrestling with the last for the last uh, three weeks. We had a water main break about three weeks ago. Uh, had it repaired, but the repair was to a pipe that wasn't willing to be repaired. It was rotted so badly. Uh, but they filled it back in, hoped it would last till spring. We had another main break um, just down the road, which caused some water uh, pressure fluctuations and broke it again. So they went back in and just stopped it at that point. We decided to repair the whole thing. We had to go from the city uh, valve back to the school and replace the whole thing. Um, in the 350 feet or whatever they've done, they haven't found any good pipe in there at all. So we've had to take that hit. But in the school, um, the boiler uh, system, you walk into the boiler system, the electrical panel in that room, I'm told the only way to get parts for it is on eBay. And the only people that have the parts are people that have ripped it out, put it aside, and put in new uh, electrical panel work. Um, so there's a lot of uh, the infrastructure, not to mention the roof, uh, a total overhaul, um, insulations, and so we're we're definitely working through all of that right now. So you have some to aging bond infrastructure out. and facilities that need repair and, and and accommodations for the for the system uh, as a whole as well. Um, a growing student population, different needs. We're we're in a very different place from a from an education standpoint. Uh, when the school was built, it was built for a class of 25 looking at a teacher in the front, one, one subject matter, one test for all. Um, now it's very, very different. Uh, Sean mentioned the uh, expeditionary learning, the project-based learning. Um, I go back to a, a discussion we had, I think it was four years ago now, we invited in at our board meeting, uh, UVM, uh, uh, Champlain, CCV, Albany College of Pharmaceuticals, and we asked them, what does it look like to you when students come out of, our, out of schools? What are you looking for? Interestingly, the straight academic piece, how are you in math and physics, was third or fourth on the list. It was, can you work in teams? Can you uh, problem solve? Can you, if, if you get knocked down, can you get up? The grit piece of it. And then it was the, the, the subject matter. Um, and in order to do all of those things in a project-based learning in a team, you need the space to be able to work in the smaller groups. And so in order to do that and accommodate um, that in the school, there was a restructuring that we did in a couple of smaller additions, in, in a couple of additions in, in each building to accommodate the, the space needs. Uh, one, do you work in an office? I do. Okay. We have one office space for some... Uh, special ed folks and special ed with the confidentiality of the reports and and whatnot. I walked into this room. I, ha I have an office too. I, I always complain that it's small. I walked into this space and you literally have to back out to change your mind. It is that small. There's, there's three small desks that they've made to fit and three chairs. Wow. But to accommodate the growing need of the smaller, um, a lot of individual work in the, in the special ed, uh, in order to accommodate that space, we need to, to grow it. We put people in closets, we put them in 
spaces that are not meant to be offices and we need to to get the the staff the space that they need to do the job audiologists working in hallways that's not a place to do that so we definitely need um, need the space and that's pretty much the the net of the capital project I think and miss anything on the basic needs no and there's uh, plenty of information on our on our website about the capital project and we just uh, um uh, sent out a new uh, promotional video that's that's out and about on social media and on our website so people can check it all out there. What about the, um, there's a question for the school board candidates, but I'm going to ask you, uh, is the district using its funding effectively to address the opportunity gap, which is the disparity in access to quality and education and the resources needed for all children? to be academically successful? Yeah, that was an interesting question. I certainly wouldn't want to be a new school board member trying to answer that question. Um, They're going to have to. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that, but I think mine is more along the lines of having to be immersed in it in order to understand both, A, the opportunity gap itself, yeah. and then uh, B, what the school is actually doing um, to, to fix that, or, or at least to meld in with it. Uh, I think the answer is that that Sean and his administrative team have done leadership team, not administrative team. <laughs> I'm trying trying to remember, um, but I think they've done an incredible job understanding what it is. I mean, this year, one ELL teacher out of the multitude of things we could have had, and the need based on a one to fifty ratio, was brought forward. But it's not. We need eight positions of this. We need six of that. They bring back the very basic needs of what we need. And, and each year over the last four or five years, and that's exactly what we've hit. You know, special ed need, because this piece is growing. Uh, ELL has come up a couple of times over the past four or five years. Um, and I think that is all aimed at, with, the, with the poverty as well. I think you need the, the extra one-on-one -on -one time. Um, and I think that they've done a tremendous job. What is it that we need to close that gap? As well as, you know, what is it going to take? What is the community? What can the community um, handle as far as you know the, the costs to do that? Um, um, I, I imagine everybody knows what uh, ELL stands for, but for the record, would you spell it out? Yeah, I think it, it, I would love to answer that question um, because a lot of places still use ESL, English as a second language, um, but I think. Knowing what I've seen over the past four or five years, the ELL uh, acronym is English Language Learners. A lot of the folks that come to us, English is not their second language. It may be their third, it may be their fourth. The home language, the camp, if they had come through a camp. Um, but a lot of these folks speak more than, more than one language. So English is a second language is a little, in some cases, uh, mm. I think a slap. Uh, so English Language Learners are the is the, the term that we use. So I have to imagine that one teacher for 50 students is woefully inadequate. It, it doesn't get it done at all in, in any environment. That is way too many, way too many students to, to try to keep track of and keep moving in a positive direction. So, yeah, that's, and uh, so I think, yeah, I think they address the opportunity gap extremely well. Um, so what, what else, uh, I mean, just thinking about, you know, the capital needs of the, the district. I mean, have we covered that subject or, you know, what else are they going forward? Well, well I think we're, we're in a really interesting time in Winooski, right, with the uh, um, 
Uh, it started years ago with the redevelopment of the, of the Rotary, and we know what a popular destination that has become. And uh, Main Street is starting to be revitalized. And uh, you know, six or seven years ago, beginning with the uh, Nellie May grant that was shared by Burlington High School and Winooski High School, a lot of work around student-centered learning, um, and uh, just a, a, an absolute um, excitement, I think, in the city of Winooski around the city and the school district. And we're at a time now where um, you know, this capital, this capital project and continued resourcing of the school are really important. Uh, you know, uh, Winooski School District has traditionally been in the bottom quarter to a third of spending per student across the state. And um, uh, this board has worked really hard to provide the, uh, the resources to, to us and to the school so that we can serve kids well. And as you heard, um, you know, a lot of that investment is in um, um, uh, licensed folks to do uh, highly skilled work with our students and, and to meet their needs. And so uh, I'm really excited about uh, continuing the work in the school district and in the city so that we uh, continue to create a place that people come and they want to stay for the long term. And our families um, being able to stay in a pre-K-12 learning continuum in a single campus is, is, is fairly unusual in Vermont and particularly in Chittenden County. And so I think we have something really unique to offer in that respect. And we want to make sure that we not only kind of take care of what we have, but that we continue to grow it for the future so that we're offering um, you know, our families the best that we can. Do you think you have an opportunity in Winooski because um more people are moving there because Burlington is so expensive to live in and more housing is being built in Winooski so that you continue to make the school district an attractive place for young families to, to move to and send their children to? I, I do and I think you know the housing is one piece of it but I think that we uh, at the school district we have something unique to offer. Um, you know having a, a, an absolutely multicultural environment for students um, we are the only uh, majority-minority school district in the state of Vermont, and so the, the uh, multilinguistic experience, uh, multicultural experience that all students get really prepares them for the broader world in a way that most uh, Vermont schools cannot, cannot offer that. And uh, um, so I think that uh, you know, part of the communications position that we were talking about earlier is how do we uh, get that word out so people know that um, we have something really uh, interesting to offer. And we're already seeing parents who have said that they've moved to Winooski because they want their children to have that experience and they know that it's going to prepare them for the broader world in a much better way. Fantastic. What else do you have in your armamentarium tonight? <laughs> I, we've covered a bunch. Um, let's see. Sean mentioned the community dinner on February 20th, uh, 6 p.m. at the O'Brien Center, the Senior Center. Um, covered most of it, I think. Again, if anybody wants to call in, uh, the number 862-3966. Questions for Sean McCannon of Mike DeCaro. Um, Another question for the candidates uh, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, the, the evidence of the most successful interventions in the drug and alcohol crisis are coming from community-based solutions. Um, so I'm gonna ask you, if you don't mind, uh, do you think the city of Winooski has a larger role to play in the engagement of its young people? What's working, what more can be done? 
Mm. Um, you talked about those um, the programs that involve uh, school children in businesses, in experiential learning. Mm -hmm. um, that certainly seems like one example. Yeah. Yeah. Take take it at the top, and if you can maybe take mm -hmm. it down a little bit deeper. But one of the one of the things that we've done in Winooski over the last five or six seven years is to ensure that um, the city and the and the school are on the same page. We we meet very regularly to make sure that um, programming that the city offers is aligned to what the school um, is laying out. Um, and so, you know, the st we've moved a lot of the, the programming for the kids from the O'Brien Center, which is on the uh, Mallets Bay end of the uh, southwest end of town. We moved it into the school so that the kids don't have to after school travel. Um, so that continuity of the kids, no matter where they are in, in the care of, of adults around the city, either in the school or with the city, is the same to the point of even training the staff in the city as to what the school is doing so that they treat it exactly the same way. The kids hear the same words. So I think that helps a lot for the kids knowing that there is that support group back to the, taking it back to the drugs. A lot of that helps to have uh, some of that support embedded in the system. So, Yeah, I think, you know, the, the school's role, um, the, the greatest leverage that we have uh, in that question is prevention. Um, you know, as the hub of the uh, uh, of the city, and having you know uh, 850 to 900 uh, students in in our in our building every day, and so at the heart of the prevention is is making sure that uh, we know students and their families really well, so that when something comes up, we know about it and we can uh, we can support them. So we do things like in the elementary, we uh, have what's called a responsive classroom. So there's classroom meetings every day. Uh, there's tremendous communication with uh, parents on a weekly basis from classroom teachers from uh, the principal um, so that they're aware of everything that's going on. In the middle and the high school we have what's called an advisory where every teacher has uh, you know 12 to 15 students that they stay with for a couple of years. They meet every day so they get to know each other really really well so when something comes up um, they're there to support. In addition to um, uh, all of the uh, more traditional instruction around prevention for, for drugs and alcohol that starts happening at the elementary level. And, uh, um, uh, you know, that's all very important. And then working with the city to uh, provide activities. So not just the school-based activities, but community activities so that we can uh, foster developmental assets because the research tells us um, you know, the more activities that we have for students, to, positive activities that we have for students to be involved in, and we can kind of enrich those set of developmental assets, the less uh, probability they have of um, either initial onset of use of drugs and alcohol or addiction at, at uh, uh, later in life. Thank you. So the other piece, you know, just to, to continue with that, though, is, is um, for the English-speaking crowd, you, you call the parents. Um, you have conferences with the parents and you bring them in, you know, to, to have some discussions if you have problems. Um, with the ELL population and, and the new Americans that we have, we actually have, um, I think it's four um, interpreters on staff to help us with that engagement of, of the new American population as well. So that, when, when needed for, for anything, so that helps. How many languages are spoken in Winooski schools? There's over 20 languages spoken across the district. Uh, we have, uh, we have s uh, six uh, what we call cultural liaisons who, who speak 
uh, at, at least uh, 10 different languages. Um, and then there's lots of dialects within those languages that are spoken in homes and, and um, in, the, in the specific communities. Um, and like Mike mentioned, you know, our cultural li liaisons are amazing and we couldn't do it without them because they are able to, uh, you know, translate uh, uh, messages so that we can send them out over, uh, over voice. Um, uh, they can do written translations, transcriptions for us, and they also just do a lot of word of mouth in the community when they're outside of school. Um, <clears throat> and build trust with, uh, with the school through those communications and uh, also introducing a lot of our new Americans to uh, the U.S. educational system which is oftentimes very different than what they're used to. Absolutely. Um, can you t just uh, talk a little bit about what the projections are for student enrollment in, in Winooski and, and how the district should address those population trends? You mentioned there were some, a little more than 860 students K through 12 in the district? Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we've uh, worked with the, the New England uh, School Development Council. School Development Council, and they do a lot of work with the state on projections for, for increases. Ours look to be about 10, increasing about 10 students a year for the next uh, eight or 10 years, which is contrary to a lot of what you hear around uh, the state for losing students or declining populations. Ours is actually increasing, and it has been for the past few years. It, uh, it's, a little bit of growth is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, radical growth can catch you, but right. small growth, and that's, that's part of what we're trying to plan for over the next 10 or 15 or 20 years um, with the capital project as well, is to accommodate the space, not only the space and the needs, not only now, but as we move forward. Um, you know, that's, that's asking the staff, one of the things that we challenge the staff with is, what does a school look like in 20 years? Why do the work this year to what you know you needed last year if you're going to have it there for 25, 30 years? So it, it became a discussion of, you know, some, some interesting, for me, the, the, I always think about what does a library look like 20 years from now? What does that look like when all the books that you could possibly have are probably electronic? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, so the, the thought that went into the, to this capital project and what do we have for a population? What is the growth that we're gonna do? And, and just from, from a pedagogy, what, what does that look like as you get out a bunch of years so that it's still useful as we get out even toward its end of life? So. Um, do you mind repeating what uh, what are those other um, opportunities to interact to talk about the the budget? Um, you, you mentioned there's um yep so so February 11th at 11:30 a.m. until one over lunch uh, at the senior center is an opportunity, and then February 20th a uh, community dinner uh, sponsored by the Winooski um, uh, Partnership for Prevention at the O'Brien Community Center, and that's starting at six and includes dinner. And then uh, on Monday, March 4th, I believe it is, uh, annual meeting. Remember that one. And that starts at 6 p.m. and is in the Performing Arts Center right at the school. Terrific. So plenty of opportunities. And if those can't be reached, by all means, reach out. Um, all our information is contact information. You can contact me if you need to. So welcome the calls. All right. Um, so, how many candidates do we have? How many people are on the on the school board, and yep. how many candidates? How many people are running this year? Yep. So we have a we have a five-person board, 
and each year we have two people do uh, a three and a two-year seat. We have Matt McNeil running again uh, this year for a, for a two-year seat, and uh, Margaret Bass uh, is is running for the three-year seat. She uh, is a newcomer to town, relatively, um, has some past in education, comes um, highly recommended, and we look forward to her uh, her presence on the board. We have a we have an interesting board. We have a great uh, variety uh, of uh, opinions, which I think help our discussions greatly when we when we work through um, issues, policy, whatever else. Um, we've got a very broad broad group. For, for our discussions. It's worked out really well. Well, thanks for coming and talking about the Winooski School Budget tonight. We have Sean McManon, um, school superintendent, and Mike DeCaro, who is uh, school board president. My name is Alex Friend. Uh, please stay tuned to Channel 17's continuing coverage of Town Meeting Day 2019. And thank you for watching.